0: From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Our skin changes as we age, and the dermatologic issues we face when we are young are different than what we may face in our older years. Here to go over this is Dr. Ramsey Farah. He's the Division Chief of Dermatology at Upstate. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Well, let's talk about the differences between young skin and old skin.
1: Sure, so uh, this is a very timely subject, actually. Uh, Statistics done about uh, 10 or 20 years ago show that the U.S. population is going to double or triple by the uh, end of the first quarter of the 21st century, which is Mm. coming up pretty soon. And so there are uh, quite a few differences between elderly skin and uh, young skin. And these differences in pathophysiology actually do result in certain uh, skin conditions that we find more commonly in the elderly. So... um, the uh, main changes, uh, I think, can be described as changes in physiology. So that is to say, the skin when you're younger is generally thicker than it is when you're older. Um, the uh, turnover of the skin, how quickly and how efficiently the skin regenerates itself, is also changed, and it's obviously less in the elderly uh, the elderly skin retains less water. So in fact, there are more trans-epidermal water losses in our elderly population, which means uh, water content leaves the skin more readily and it makes it drier and then more prone to inflammation and so forth. Uh, there are also other changes in the immune system. Really, if you think about it, the skin, because it has immune cells, is one of the first uh, barriers Uh, or points of contact uh, with our immune system to the outside world. So a lot of the immunity issues we have um, is achieved through our skin. So the immune system in the elderly tells... Tends to slow down. There are less uh, immune cells, B and T cells. Uh, they signal each other less efficiently, and so forth. So the immunity of the skin goes down.
0: I never realized that. Is mm-hmm. that why one of the reasons why uh, elderly people may be more prone to pick up infections? Or? Y-
1: yes, that's huh. uh, exactly true. Uh, and the infections can range from bacterial to yeast infections, and so forth. But that's that's very true huh. as well. Uh, the blood flow in the skin Changes so uh, elderly skin the the capillary loops which are the small blood vessels that feed the skin are shortened uh, and um, they're smaller etc so there's less blood flow to the skin so so with less
0: blood flow is that why sometimes
1: old people seem like they're always cold. Uh, That's certainly part of it. I mean, one of the functions of the skin is thermoregulation. So our internal core body temperature has a lot to do with our skin. And when the skin is diseased, whether it's in the young or in the old, uh, that ability to regulate our core body temperature is compromised. So thermoregulation, which is one of the functions of the skin, also changes in the elderly. Um, uh, There are some other changes. There are fewer glands. The lipid content of our skin also changes. uh, The number of sweat glands goes down, etc. So there are a number of significant physiologic differences.
0: Now, the one that seems most visible is wrinkles. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard you mention wrinkles, but s- uh, these things that you've talked about play into that, right?
1: Sure, right. So there's the issue of what, you know, what causes our skin to age. And there are two schools of thought. One school of thought is that there are intrinsic uh, uh, sort of methodologies or processes, rather, of aging. And these are universal and inevitable. Uh, and that's true, right? So there are physio- there are programmed uh, cellular behaviors that cause aging, right? There's cell death and et cetera. So that's something we can't control. That's uh, in our genetic makeup. And then there are extrinsic factors that contribute to aging. And basically, that's the DNA damage uh, acquired through years and years of uh, sun exposure or ultraviolet light exposure. And... Uh, Honestly, those two processes are probably at work, both intrinsic and extrinsic. I would say, though, that most of the signs of what we perceive as older skin, wrinkling, uh, blotchy discoloration, uh, laxity of skin, uh, etc., those are predominantly related to ultraviolet light radiation. So I think both are at play, but what we visually perceive as older skin, those visual things we perceive are, are mostly from ultraviolet light exposure.
0: So sort of as a dermatologist looking at someone's skin, you, you can tell sort of how they've lived their life. In some sure, ways, right?
1: you can. Yes. Uh, it's not an exact science, but uh, you can tell. Um, of course, some people are more protected than others by the uh, natural pigment content that they have in the skin. But young or old, you can, take into the, you can take those factors into account and you can tell whether they've been outdoors all the time and whether they've protected their s- uh, skin with sunscreen, etc.
0: Now you mentioned um, uh, fewer sweat glands. We mm-hmm. lose
1: sweat glands as we age. Does that mean we sweat less? Uh, we we sweat less, and we have a decreased ability to control our core body temperature oh. because, of course, one of the mechanisms of uh, temperature control is through sweating. And and so I might add that's why, for example, uh, in very hot climates when there's a heat wave, you know who are the most vulnerable. Well, it's usually young kids and the elderly. So both extremes of the age uh, spectrum, for different reasons, are more vulnerable. But, of course, the elderly, because they don't have as many sweat glands. So a heat wave is much more dangerous for someone who doesn't have air conditioning, living okay. somewhere in the south or equatorial areas.
0: Uh, what about nerves in the, in the skin? Do-
1: so those are affected as well. Um, those have physiologic changes, and uh, the nerves probably don't work quite as well. And so that ties into one of the common uh, problems of older skin is that the elderly tend to itch. And we don't know exactly why they itch, but it must surely have something to do with their cutaneous nerve endings. You know, nerves give off signals. They can give off... Um, uh, uh, signals for pressure, heat, etc. But they also give off pain signals. And in the elderly, because the nerves are not working quite as well, they must give off a weaker pain signal that is perceived by the brain as itch. This is at least a theory. We haven't Mm -hmm. been able to prove it. But that certainly has something to do with one of the common elderly skin conditions, which is itching.
0: Well, these physio- physiologic changes that we've been talking about does do these set the elderly up for specific skin diseases?
1: Y- yes, they, they do for sure. So we can go through some of the specifics uh, that we find in the elderly. So as I mentioned, itching is one of the most common, presenting symptoms of elderly skin, and as I said before, we don't know quite why uh, this goes on, but it surely has something to do with uh, what you could best describe as, as a quasi-neuropathy. The nerves are not quite so normal. Um, the skin being thinner is more uh, susceptible to uh, chemicals that might be irritating to the skin, and they therefore might be absorbed more rather than the skin acting as a barrier. Um The uh, elderly, because of their age, have underlying medical conditions. These can be metabolic disorders. These can be endocrine conditions. These can be problems with the kidney and liver. And disease in all of those organs can translate to itching in the skin. Um, And of course, there's uh, the issue of the skin becoming more dry. Remember, we had just said that uh, there's more transepidermal water losses in the elderly skin. So um, older skin can best be described as dehydrated. And when it gets to a certain degree, again, uh, the pathophysiology is changed to a degree that then there's inflammation in the skin as a reaction, and that can cause itching as well. So we have itching. Uh, we have dry skin. Um the skin is much thinner. You know, sometimes I have to do biopsies on on elderly individuals for various reasons and I myself you know being a dermatopathologist have the opportunity to look under the microscope and sometimes the epidermis which is the top layer of the skin is literally two cells thick so it's very thin and therefore it's um predisposed to mechanical trauma and shearing forces and so forth so it's very fragile and it can tear Uh, not only with uh, sort of normal day-to-day activities where you might brush up against a doorknob or something, but for those elderly individuals who are incapacitated and are wheelchair-bound or bedridden, that constant pressure can lead to ulcerations. So chronic um, uh, sort of bed sores uh, are more common in the elderly. And again, that has to do with the thinness of the skin the fact that the elderly have decreased peripheral blood flow, so there's not as much blood flow to the skin. Um, And, of course, uh, some of the underlying medical conditions can decrease their ability to heal their wounds. Um, In addition to that, uh, we spoke about the decreased number of immune cells in the skin, so that predisposes them to bacterial infections, yeast infections, especially if individuals have underlying conditions like diabetes and so forth, which oftentimes uh, they do. And uh, then there's the issue of malignancy, right? We had spoken about intrinsic and extrinsic reasons for skin aging. And the DNA damage uh, that one has accumulated over the years can manifest as a skin cancer when you're older. But I would also like to say that the elderly have decreased uh, DNA repair mechanisms. So I often tell patients, even though the latency period to develop a skin cancer may be decades, in the elderly, it is still worthwhile to use sunscreens, even though they've done their damage many years ago. Uh, they have less ability to repair the DNA damage that they're incurring right now. Right now. Huh. Right. So sunscreens are an important part of elderly skin care because they have a higher risk of malignancy. And again, related to the thinness of the skin, there's bruising. All the time people come to my office and say, hey, doc, what's this, what's this discolored area on my arm? And it's actually just a bruise. And that happens, again, because the skin is thinner. Uh, the dermis, which is the scaffolding of the skin where all your collagen is, that's thinner too. And that, in our youth, acts as uh, a pad, so to speak. And so when you traumatize the skin, it can absorb some of the energy, kind of like padding. Mm. Well, that goes away in the elderly. And so what happens is with minor trauma, their blood vessels burst and they leak blood into the skin and you see it as a bruise. And this is compounded by uh, the situation where most of the elderly are on or many of them are on blood thinners uh, aspirin even being one of them and almost everyone is on aspirin these days um, and those bruises may take a longer time to heal they take I mean. a long time to heal and by the time one of them has healed you yeah. probably get another one
0: well i yeah. will also want to ask you um sort of how you treat these things the dry skin and itching and, and kind of segue into some general advice for promoting healthy skin
1: sure seniors um So uh, obviously, if there's a specific infection that needs to be treated medically with medications, either creams or systemic agents, if there's a skin cancer usually that has to be treated surgically, um, if there's a problem like itching and so forth, again, you have to take it as a case-by-case basis. Why is this patient itching? Is it just because they have dry skin? Or do they have an underlying disease that's causing them to itch, like diabetes, for example, or renal disease? Are they institutionalized? Could they they have scabies, uh, right? So obviously you have to look at it as a case-by-case basis. But in terms of general measures, um, one of the things we just talked about is is skin cancer. So the elderly, when they go outside, should have sunscreen applied. Uh, I think one of the least costly and most effective uh, measures that people can pursue is to just moisturize the skin. When the water content and the lipid content of the skin are more normalized. That can sort of erase a multitude of sins, so to speak, for the skin. It can just make the, the physiology of the skin healthier. And a lot of the things we've been talking about, like the itching and so forth, can be treated. So, so any, lots,
0: any sort of moisturizing lotion or cream? or
1: Yes, the trick is to use them more often. And I think the over-the-counter ones are generally all equivalent. It's a question of finding one that you like. Uh, and therefore will use often. And so liberal use is very important, and especially after the shower. So when people shower they should sort of blot dry, not scrub dry. Leave a little bit of water content on the skin and then put the moisturizer on within three minutes or so. But I will say in terms of the -the over-the-counter products, look for products that have ceramides in them. So those are uh, lipids that get depleted in the skin, and I find those very helpful. Ceramides? Ceramides.
0: C-E-R-A-M-I-D-E-S? Correct. Ceramides, okay.
1: Yes. Um,
0: now, what about bathing?
1: It, right. So the bathing should be uh, limited to to once a day. Usually, in the elderly, if they're debilitated and, and so forth, that's not an issue. They don't measure. They don't, uh, you know, bathe daily, but once a day, not more. Uh, use lukewarm water, not very hot water, because hot water can actually make uh, the skin drier. Because it evaporates off your skin and takes what water in, uh-huh. is in the skin with it. So lukewarm water, not more than ten minutes. Use what, a, what about soap? A, yeah, use a good soap uh, that has oil in it, like um, you know Dove is a good soap. Aveno is an oatmeal-based soap, etc. And try and avoid uh, things that have a lot of scents and so forth in them. Um, and then uh, blot dry and use that moisturizer on. Um, put a humidifier in, in the room. This is especially true of um, the northern climates where in the winter we have a lot of forced air heating, the air gets drier, it's less humid anyway. Um, and lastly, I'd say you know, good nutrition uh, and personal hygiene is very important. You know, a lot of the elderly may not be eating right, um, so so those general measures that promote general health anyway will improve the quality of the skin. Some women perhaps might need hormonal therapy, but this is best discussed with, with their primary care doctor or their uh, geriatric uh, doctor. Um, and... Uh, you know those, those kinds of things, I think, are very important. I, I should say that the elderly, oftentimes because of the disease that results to infirmity, they're just not able to take care of their skin. They're not able to bathe uh, frequently. They're not able to put their uh, moisturizers on or their sunscreens. They're, they don't eat, perhaps, correctly. So uh, someone who can help them with these things, if, if they have someone who's helping them and aid, uh, those sort of nutrition and personal hygiene issues, if they're incorporated uh, into the AIDS repertoire, can help their skin. It seems like some basic stuff, but it, it's very important. It's it like so. It's basic. That's well, right. Well, thank
0: you so much for the information. My guest has been Dr. Ramsey Farah. He's the division chief of dermatology at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, Health Link on Air.